Hello and welcome back to the latest Tink Business Podcast powered by Bank of Ireland. Today we talk to Ross Scanlon and Lindsay Dempsey, founders of a new globally focused business called Sing at Work, where they literally boost the well-being, confidence and moods of workers by encouraging them to exercise their vocal cords and breathing. It's a surprise to many people who never thought they could sing in the first place that they can learn how to sing. They deliver singing lessons remotely by Zoom and are preparing to bring the platform into the workplace as workers return to the office. Sing at work. It's a very novel idea. Uh, as I said to you guys earlier, I think it's something that people will either love or will probably not their thing. Tell us how, how it all came about and, and just how, how, how you guys have made uh, forays into this market. Lindsay, it started with you. Me, me you can tell the, the Panini story. <laughs> no, I'll let you tell the Panini story, but I'll just, <laughs> the background from my end, John, is that um, my own journey with my own singing, um, I came up against a lot of uh, sort of roadblocks, uh, body trauma, and I went down a very holistic path. And in that discovery, my own discovery of, of the voice and people's voices and what it means to people, and I just sort of realized it was so much bigger than just singing or speaking. Um, and we're all connected, like our, our whole selves, our inner child, everything is connected to our sound and our voice. Um, and at the same time then I sort of, I had always been very interested in the businesses valuing their their workers a bit more than they do. Mm. And, and more about the individual being valued as opposed to big groups of people sort of, because I work a lot with, I worked a lot with corporate um business people in my teaching and they came into the lessons and they were thrown around tables and the boss did this and I had a terrible day at work and I just noticed through the <laughs> through the lessons at the end of it they were just transformed with that half an hour of just their time to sort of just do what they wanted to do and to be honest like you say it, it can be some people's cup of tea and it might not be but anyone that came to me even if they didn't want to sing they had half an hour of just making sound and vibrations, some of them, um, and that, the benefits of that came through. So I sort of saw that side of it, my own journey of it, and I, I started to think, you know, what can I do with my skill that's a bit more than what people are doing mm. at the moment? And where, and I could see it somewhere in the corporate world, in the business world, where this it was definitely lacking. Yeah, and, and like take take me through the average class and what like I mean when I think sing at work, my, my first thing came into my mind was a bunch of people singing together. But just listening to your answer there, it sounds some somewhat individual too. Yeah, Ross, do you want to talk them through? Yeah, like so a, our, <clears throat> there's a lot going on. Like there's, like you say, John, you know people that are in you know choirs and groups, and there are businesses out there who have kind of company choirs, which is great. But a lot of that is very much kind of painting by numbers. And it's wonderful what they do in one aspect, but what Singer Work wants to do is really think about the individual. So you want to kind of branch off into another element and another another way of looking at how to use the voice. Um, so our, our sessions are geared to one. We do a lot of team building. You know, that's something that's very... Um, uh, highly asked for within within what we offer and um, but our aim and our kind of ethos for the company is to focus on the individual so we have a lot of people that come for one-on-one -on -one individual sessions and it's through zoom at the moment obviously our aim was to jump into the workplace last march but obviously we know what happened with the pandemic so we had to kind of rethink and if anything it's been great because it's given us more of an international kind of reach out we've been working with people in san francisco across europe hong kong 
um, which we kind of didn't envisage at the start. We thought we'd kind of be in Dublin and dipping into companies, but it's really sprouted from very much grassroots to a more international level. So to go back to the question you asked, lessons are very much one-on-one as much as we can, but we do have team building sessions and they vary from songwriting classes to vocal impairment, to people finding their own voice, to presentation skills and conquering nerves and battling those kind of inner critics and how to get through a 20 minute PowerPoint slideshow without having an absolute meltdown. Um, so there's variations across the board from that. It doesn't necessarily um, mean that the person has to be able to sing. You know, we work on the voice and the body and it's very mindful based as well. It's very holistic. It's very much about finding that they have no tension in their body, that they're in a very relaxed state for the half an hour or hour that we're working with them. Because that's the thing. I mean, as kids, we all sang and we're all encouraged to sing in school and everything like that. And then you get into the working world. The only place you probably sing is in the shower or in your car or, you know, um, maybe after a few glasses of wine on a Friday night. (laughs) We promote all those places. They're the places that we give you because we don't want to become a chore for people. Mm. We want to become part of their working day so we have things like take it to the desk where they have stretches and vocalizations that they can do while they're sitting doing some typing and doing some admin or they're on mute on a zoom call and we very much promote that you know as well as sharing and brushing your teeth in the morning we're giving them tools to empower their voice and get themselves geared up for the day mentally physically and vocally and that's the thing uh, i suppose the what does singing do for your well-being and your body we all sing sometimes uh to i suppose when we're chilled out you know that's kind of when when most people are most likely to start humming along or whistling or when we're working you know uh the workman has always whistled but like the idea of what it can do for you for your well-being tell us tell us about what it does well one of the most amazing things i came across and, and we promote this an awful lot is singing is a vibration so if you take it down scientifically you're you're using your body to vibrate that's what it comes down to. Um, and when you do that, it stimulates your parasympathetic nervous system, which is the nervous system you need to be in a rest um, state, a happy state. So when you hum or you sing and you make vibrations inside, that is completely switched on. And that's one of the biggest benefits already that you that happens. Yeah, when you think about the workplace, right? Okay, I'm probably going to use some extreme examples here now, but you used to see soldiers going to battle singing as they marched. The Delta Blues in the States came from, sadly, slaves working in the fields. But there's a legacy of work being associated with singing. Singing gets you through, it helps you concentrate, or it helps you not so much focus on your surroundings, but take you to a different place. So tell, tell us about how it helps work. How does, how does singing help work? Make you better at your job, perhaps? First of all, you're using a different part of your brain. Mm. absolutely from what you are doing within the working day and um, we do a lot of we do a lot of kind of confidence building with people you know to let people have those leadership skills leadership skills vulnerability open dialogue conversation criticism and critique there things to build the character of the person in mm. terms of stimulating the brain we want to be the kind of the slump in the day where they go for their coffee at you know two or three o'clock or that whatever boost bar or red bull we are the boost of the immune system to get the adrenaline going to have the endorphins going and to have that happy kind of drug going through the body and um, it it really engages people on a very different level and the other thing we've noticed is people feel very valued by their company when they are invested in as an individual rather than you know 
here's a well-being day where you kind of paint by numbers in a way. So mm. it's we have companies where where people actually have a better work ethic, they strive better in their working day, um, and they feel like they're valued within their company, you know, and they also have something to work towards. On we I have people that say to me, you know, I live for a Friday, I have a lot of my clients on a Friday. Friday is the day where you know they have that Friday feeling, they might have had a very stressful morning or they have deadlines due by the end of the day, but they know at whatever time their lesson is, it's not escapism. So they find that they really have a balance and they have something, it's not just at the desk Monday to Friday, nine to five, they have something to work towards. We give them tools, tips. And things to do during the week to be very mindful of, to to incorporate into the working day. So it's not just that kind of roller coaster of, oh my God, get up out of the bed, do my nine to five, feed the kids, watch Coronation Street and go to bed. We try to give them things during the week and then they have their end goal of the lesson um, or whatever day it is for them too. How do you get them past the self-conscious thing? Because everybody is a bit self-conscious about their voice and some people do not just have a good singing voice perhaps and maybe some things are better enough shared with the world but the thing is though that uh, as you say singing is a vibration and whether you sing good or bad or well or whatever that that basically you're, you're doing something that's good for you but how do you get them past that self-conscious thing well what i what i tell them is this simply and um, the concept of good and singing good and bad singing where where does it come from who who tells you you have a bad voice and who tells you you have a good voice first of all there's no like there's no big person up there telling you when yeah. you okay it's like every skill some people like the footballers they will they train and some of them become elite like that's like all of us that's that's the way it is some of us become elite but everybody can sing Everybody and everybody has the same mechanics. You, we all have vocal cords. We all have lungs. We all have. It's when someone gives you the information in a certain way, you can improve your singing voice. Mm. Everyone can. Everyone can. I'm not saying that everyone can be the next Beyonce or the next Whitney Houston, but you can absolutely learn to sing and speak better with with science, vocal science, vocal mechanics. It's all in there. You just need someone to kind of impart that. So for me, I find once I get them to do a few things that they really see the difference, I see an immediate change in people. Also, the the perception people have and the pressure they have on themselves because they might have had a bad experience where the school teacher said in school, you can't sing, so don't, you know, mime, or a family member might have said something in passing that actually has lodged within them and it's stuck with them. Mm. So a lot of it is the perception and the pressure they have on themselves. But the other thing is sometimes the journey, you know, or the perception of what they're about to do can be a lot more daunting. That kind of what if, what if, what if. And we are very conscious of this. We have people of all walks of life and have varying kind of, if you want to use the word, I don't know, anxieties or perceptions of what what it is. It's a very vulnerable thing, you know. It's a, mm. one of the chakras that you're using. It's a very emotive part of the body. It's a very revealing part, you know, as well, to, to entrust in someone that you're going to actually, you know, you have points in your in sessions where you can't even make a food yourself or something might go away, but we are there to remind the person that they're doing great and that there are ways around it. It's a muscle that just needs to be trained for people. And like Lindsay said, if you bring it down to the basics, it's an extension of your speech. We're holding just words a little bit longer and having them on certain notes. That's kind yeah. of the bringing it back to the basics. It's an extension of your speech. And the thing is, um, something, so, so for you, John, you could you could maybe not hit the high notes and you've decided then, okay, I can't sing, but it could be a very simple adjustment that I need to do with you. Mm. Something very simple with your tongue. Literally, uh, one of the biggest adjustments we make with people is opening their mouth. 
I know that sounds insane, but <laughs> I, I say open your mouth a bit more and suddenly there's a voice here that's just was, and that's what I mean. It's like, until you get the information, you really don't know what you have. And going back to the singing in the work, like when you talked about singing in the workplace and Ross talked about revealing there, the slaves and people who were whistled on the way to work, it's connection. You reveal yourself through your voice. So when they were in the fields, you know, having to do this terrible work, you know, they were going through this huge thing for them. Singing bound them together, connected them, the energy exchange. It's, it's, it's the benefits of it are just there. It never ends, you know. Yeah. And, and tell me about the business itself. So what led you guys to set it up as a business? Ross, you mentioned there also that it's kind of gotten already an international dimension to it as opposed to a localized business. But, but how did how did it when did, when did the, the penny drop that this should be a business? Penny, I was in London for nine or ten years nearly. I worked for a company in London that gave lessons, music lessons, instrumental lessons to people working in high-end jobs around the Canary Wharf area, Liverpool Street. And so I had I had first-hand experience of actually being in a company that delivered this um this medium of 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 you know mindfulness, let's call it, or, or well-being. And me and Lindsay would often be in contact when I like, we studied together in college many years ago. And we met up for, we literally met up for, it was over Panini. That's why I was laughing at a Panini area. Probably like, what are they talking about the Panini? And Lindsay was talking about this idea. And I said, Jesus, well, I have, you know, my experience. And I was still working with this company in London. I'm working with people in the corporate world. And then I came back. I took a job here in the American College in Dublin, and Lindsay was working in um, Andrews. And we just said, "Let's just see what happens. Let's just put pen to paper." And we got a great um, advisory team, um, business advisor, and uh, it kind of literally started around the kitchen table. Just seeing what was out there, was there competition, was what we wanted to offer. You know, was it relative? Yeah. viable was it was it doable and then when we really thought about it the stuff that we have learned in our boat there because we're trained opera singers in both our operatic careers it's all things that could be handed over and translated to the corporate world so you know we put it out there we did testers we asked for feedback from people and there was no one that had a bad reaction no one kind of went you're mad everybody said my god why hasn't this been thought of already or you know why how is this only happening now yeah so you know, we we planted the seed and we were ready to launch last year. We really did our homework. We did a lot of kind of evaluation research of seeing who it is we wanted to to target, the, the audience that we wanted to target. Um, and it went from there. We were ready to launch last March and obviously the pandemic happened. But in a way, it was kind of blessing in disguise because it gave us, we had to distill again. And we're always learning. That's something that we actually spoke about in your in your questionnaire. I think the thing of being open to change a lot and adapting with ways. And that's exactly what we've done and what we've had to do. And for the good, you know, mm. and we've put a lot of hours in, we've put a lot of research in, but it's paid off. And, you know, it's something that we believe is has been missing um, in Ireland and you know, internationally as well, maybe to a certain extent. And it's something we're very passionate about. And we see it firsthand and our work that we're doing now just kind of solidifies every week and every day that we're actually doing such great work with really brilliant people that deserve to be recognised. You know, people have it hard at the moment mm. and and it's it's been tough for everyone and even our industry, you know, any work that me and Lindsay had would have been gone. So this has been really something great to keep a focus for us and keep our creative 
minds um, working on a daily basis. Well, I have to say, when I first heard the idea, first someone said to me, sing at work. And I went, that's really novel. And then I went, okay, that makes a lot more sense, actually. And, you know, it appeals to the well-being side of things. And, you know, we all that, there is that inner child in all of us that wants to express ourselves. And, you know, no, nobody said you couldn't sing when you were five. And then suddenly you get to the you know, 20s, 30s, 40s, and suddenly you're like, you're all buttoned up in life. Um, but I also think that the idea of being able to do it on a one-to-one basis via Zoom, for example, has probably actually made it a lot easier for you guys. And, and I suppose then, I suppose the international aspect of it, you mentioned earlier that, you know, that I, I, at first when I heard it as well, I thought, oh, they're, they're probably doing this for a few companies in Dublin. But you mentioned there that you've, you're further afield. Tell us about the international side of it. So we, we've, uh, we are working with um, an events company and they, through them, we worked with uh, Udemy in San Francisco, which was, a, which was fantastic. It was a team building event. Um, it was it given them a day of sort of uh, to themselves. And we did a songwriting it's like a songwriting session um, <laughs> teams and they gave themselves band names and they, we basically took the, took some of the wor- uh, words from stand by me, very famous song. And they, we gave them themes like Megan and Harry, your worst day at work, your, your worst crush. <laughs> and they, they filled it in and they had a battle of the bands and it was one of the best. We had such crack with them, didn't yeah. we? They were so, it was so much fun. <laughs> they loved it. And it was something they had never, ever done before. Just to add on to what Lindsay was saying there, John, one thing that's come up is people starting in companies. Mm. There's been a few people that we've met that have actually joined during the pandemic and they haven't had the social aspects. So they can't have the points after work or they can't, you know, talk on the lunch break. So these team building sessions have been great for several companies because there's been a lot of new people on board who God loves them have joined the company mm. and have no clue, you know, they know what it's like in terms of business, you know, talking business with everyone, but on a... On a kind of one-to-one level, uh, you know, a more relaxed environment, they've been really beneficial. Um, I have a client in Hong Kong um, who's working with me uh, for aviation over there. So that's been great. And there's going to be more work with them. Um, A good number of companies in the UK through links that we have and from my background over there as well has been really beneficial. Obviously in Ireland, Ireland's, you know, where we're from and where we want mm. to really really make an impact you know because yeah. um, we have such a we have such a lyrical tradition here and music is everything to us everyone loves the Irish accent we have a lovely lilt to our natural speaking <laughs> voice it's there in us you know it's that Celtic we all have it and there's also a lot of people that come to us want to have their party piece whether you're good bad or indifferent mm. I have family members that I have to kind of sit through I sat through many a, a karaoke session and uh, regretted my choice of evening cho- yeah, to go to <laughs> actually a very we're a very humble and very um, sympathetic nation of people mm. that it, you wouldn't sit around at a night and go jeez aren't they ter-? you actually if someone has a story to the song they're going to tell they have some you know mm. they have some affiliation with it and it's personal to them whether they sing it in tune or not and we have a number of people that are having sessions with us and they want to have that one song that party piece and we're a nation of that I don't think there's any other kind of nation of people that really most through song on a really social aspect the amount that's my experience anyway my family are very much a sing song if it's a christening or a funeral (laughs) or a wedding or whatever there will always be everyone will have their party piece and we'll have heard it 50 times over but it's always lovely to hear it yet again and i suppose then the future of this i mean scale is a good word because it fits the, 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 the theme very well but how do you see this scaling not just musically but in terms of your reach do you plan to take on more coaches do you see the business expanding what, what are your plans for the future 
we've already talked to, to from the work we have, we see that we're going to have to start uh, bringing people in. So we're starting to reach out to really excellent people that we know through the business already and kind of extend our family, our sing at work family. So we can, yeah. we can reach those who, who, who really want us. Uh, yeah. I mean, Ross has said it there. We want to kind of be there for anyone who, who needs us. We want to kind of become almost part of the business family. So we want to be mm. almost on site with people, you know, rather than, like I said before, we do our pop-ups, we do our team building, what are the, the, the mission, I suppose, that we have at the very start and the ethos of the company is that we want to be part of a family, a company kind of family or bigger picture. Um, a community, that's the word, Lindsay. And um, we do see it growing from, you know, the humble beginnings that we started with and how small it started first and how it's really escalated. And the hope is that we get it. We've always wanted to be in person. That was our, our mission at the start. And we're now hopefully going to have a twofold later in the year when companies go back or the start next year that we'll have the Zoom sessions because Zoom is very practical for a lot of people. It's very easy you know it works for them and they like that but there are people that still want to have us in person that we want to kind of be part of the furniture almost and really really build that and we believe that it'll happen we really really see it there's such interest in it and such great feedback from people that are doing it or people that have heard about us and have interest that we see it growing and escalating to to huge things well yeah at first it sounds novel but it's kind of like one of the missing links because I think the business world and the working world can be very myopic and single-minded a lot about a lot of things and you know we're only beginning to see things like social impact finally appear on balance sheets and well-being as well and and this could be a crucial part of well-being getting people out of their shell it just seems as I said at first it seems exotic and novel but then the more you think about it it's very logical brilliant well Ross and Lindsay thanks so much that was super thanks for your time thanks a million 